I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Visa's primetime action, just like the man said. Live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip, Las Vegas, Nevada. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, the return of Mateo Brown in studio. Kelly Bidlin, the band is back together. Good night of sports. We'll talk about uh, Selection Sunday, obviously, of the NCAA, and a trio of great guests, Christy Andrews. Talk about the action he got when the uh, brackets were posted. A big better betting Tom Brady prior to the news that Tom was returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, unretiring. Matt Vaskirjan on Major League Baseball tonight, Eric Eager on the NFL. But uh, one great basketball game tonight and a whole bunch of other uh, things happening. One tip-off happening right now. If you want to head to the window, Clippers and the Cavs is at 7 Eastern. And for Pacific, Cavs are 7, 7.5-point home favorites over the Clippers, 214, 214.5. Is your total a couple of 7.30 Eastern 4.30 Pacific tips. We've got the Nuggets and the 76ers. The 76ers are three, three-and-a-half-point home favorites over the Nuggets, a total of 223.5 to 224. And then the Blazers and the Hawks, with the Hawks as 13-and-a-half to 14-point home favorites, 229-and-a-half is your total. 8 Eastern and 5 Pacific, the Hornets and the Thunder. we got the Hornets as 11, 11-and-a-half-point road favorites over the Thunder, a total of 230 and a half to 231 in that game. 8:30 Eastern, 5:30 Pacific, the Timberwolves and the Spurs. The Wolves three three and a half point road favorites over the Spurs. We got a total of 241 and a half to 242 in that game. Then we have a whole bunch of late tips, which is good for some, 
for the nightcap. Good for good for the nightcap. Not necessarily for us. Uh, ten Eastern, seven Pacific. Uh, three different ten Eastern tips. Actually, the Bucks and the Jazz. We got the Jazz two two and a half point home favorites in that one. Two thirty two at two thirty two and a half is your total. The Wizards and the Warriors at ten Eastern with the Warriors as 11, 11 and a half point home favorites. Two twenty five is your total, and then Bulls and Kings at 10 Eastern with the Bulls as three-and-a-half to four-point road favorites, 235-and-a-half, 236 your total. And then a 10-30 Eastern, 7-30 Pacific tip in the Raptors and the Lakers. The Raptors are four-and-a-half to five-point road favorites over the Lakers. 225 is the predominant total, though there is one rogue 224 out there if you wanted to go that direction. And just one lone game on the ice tonight. If you are a hockey better, you got one choice. <laughs> and that is the Coyotes and the and the Senators. The Senators are minus 155 home favorites, plus 135 for the Coyotes on the road. Our own uh, Kelly Midland Bidlin has a uh, pre-flop NBA play on this one, right? Yeah, only only one bet for me tonight. Uh, it is in this early game, though. A lot of the, a lot of guys out for the Clippers tonight. So I'm going with a Zubats over rebounds and points oh. uh, at uh, 24 and a half. Yeah, 24 and a half. He's got over this number in uh, let's see six of six of his last nine games, and that was with those guys on the court. He's been getting a lot more shots recently 11 field goal attempts last game against Detroit 13 against Atlanta 13 against Washington the past three games so uh this was a spot I looked uh looked for where where the heck are the Clippers going to get points from the, uh, tonight with Reggie Jackson Marcus Morris both out uh there in uh in LA so uh trying to play a little some Zubats over props tonight all right I don't know if we're talking golf later but Cam Smith got it done one stroke winner over Honor Bond Lahiri to win the Tournament Players Championship, golf's de facto fifth major. Uh, it wasn't without its drama. Smith just all over the course. They ten birdies and four bogeys. Roller coaster ride. Uh, he, uh, I, I, I'm going to be convinced forever that he mishit the shot on 17, but uh, in, in, instead it, it just absolutely stuck about four feet away from the pin on 17. Uh, and then on 18, with a big lead, he pulls out a driver, three-stroke lead. For whatever reason, he pulls out a driver, goes right, then on the chip out, goes into the water. Meanwhile, Lahiri is birdieing on 17, and it got real close. Cam Smith did recover and wins it by a stroke. Lahiri got within, oh, about two feet on a chip that could have tied it on 18. Cam Smith, either of you have Cam Smith? Either? No. 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 Bloodbath weekend for me. Didn't, uh, uh, didn't have Cam. Well, fortunately sorry. for me, I was... I was out of town. I put in three outrights and, and left. So that was it was good for you. Nothing much. Well, I, I put in three outrights and stayed. Same result. <laughs> yeah. I messed around and added more after that Thursday uh, performance. Like we talked. Oh no, I will not regret those bets at all. It's still. I think they were still good bets to make after that. After that Thursday, you know, half round getting in uh, with Burns at eighty to one and sixty to one on Neiman and stuff. But they, it was it was gross. Bur- Burger top twenty. I think is the only bet I hit. So it was a, it was a rough. Tournament. I'll tell you this, and you know, I'm sure we'll we'll talk a little bit later in the show about this. But Cam Smith, we talk about win equity a lot on this show. Cam Smith might be the have the highest win equity of any golfer on tour right now. Like, yeah, he's going to put some frustrating performances up, and he'll probably even throw in some missed cuts every now and then. But like, this guy's this guy's winning about every seven eight times out. Like he he's he's win he wins a lot, and he's only continuing. To, to get better, and I, I mean, when we talk about win equity with some of these guys, I mean, Cam Smith is, in my opinion, Kelly, higher than 
Rom and everything at this point. I mean, the guy is just like he'll he'll go out and close a tournament. Man, that's a that's a bold statement. Mean, the, meaning, uh, let's just define it. Meaning, when he's in it, he oftentimes yeah, comes through. He oftentimes wins. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of these guys where we say that, you know, they're they're perennial lurkers, right? I mean, they're guys that are great top ten, top twenty type bets, but just can't get it done, right? Yeah. Can't get across the finish line. And Cam Smith is he's a, he's a closer, man. Well, I think I think like Gil described, the one thing that you'll always see from him is he's aggressive. <laughs> it's I, I saw this come down from Justin Ray too. He's uh, Cam Smith ranked 68th in the field in strokes gained off the tee this week. That's the worst ranking in that statistic in a 72-hole measured shot link event by a winner of a tournament in 15 years. Where was his caddy on 17 and 18? That's what I want to know. Like, it's like, hey, you know, we're up a lot here. Maybe we should just lay off. Ah! <laughs> got a mullet. Stand aside. <laughs> Rocking it down there. But that's his, that's like in his hometown, right? Or right by where he grew up. Like, so he's played that course 100 times. Yeah, he lives in Jacksonville. Yeah, that'll do it. NFL news all over the place. Uh, Steelers have reached an agreement on a two-year deal with quarterback Mitch Trubisky, the former number two overall pick, heads to Pittsburgh as the expected starter now in place of the retired Big Ben Roethlisberger. So there's a match I didn't see coming. Mitch Trubisky, your presumptive starter. Panthers and Saints, rivals in the NFC South, will meet with uh, Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texas quarterback, over the next 48 hours. League source is telling Adam Schefter on Monday. That might have been a, uh, a triggering of an NFC South potential bet were it not for the return of one Thomas Brady. Yeah, yeah. I actually went ahead and um, I bet the Panthers anyway. Uh, Did to win, you now? Yeah, to win the division um, oh. on this. Getting out in front of it, look, it could blow up. He could not go there. But I, I kind of look at this Saints situation, and, I mean, they very well might do it because they are, they are certainly a franchise that understands the importance of having a rocket quarterback position. I mean, Drew Brees was there forever, and despite the talent that was kind of coming and going, they were always competitive, and they understand if you have a, a quarterback the level of Deshaun Watson, then you can make things happen no matter what. But um, I don't know how they're going to get it. I mean, I guess they could mortgage the next – like, I mean, they already don't have any picks, and like, they already don't have any picks, and don't have any whatever. So, I mean, I guess they could like just mortgage the next six years of the draft or something like that to get him. But um, you know, with Carolina, I think that there's a, a little bit better chance of him landing there. I think for him, also, kind of looking at the situation in Carolina, might be a little bit more um, intriguing to him with just some of the playmakers that are that are there in town and all that. So, I did put in a not a big, but I'd, I'd put in a, a a little preemptive. Panthers, uh, NFC South. All right. And remember, the NFL could still suspend Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson, pardon me, but now that the uh, criminal charges have been dismissed, the trade uh, talks are in full swing. Uh, Explain this one to me. Christian Kirk, fine ball player, right? His deal with the Jaguars is monster. Four years, $68 million per Adam Schefter. I'll do the math. Boop, boop, boop. Seventeen million a year. What the Gil? That makes him the third highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, you're nice and everything, but what did I miss? <laughs> wow. It is uh, you. You miss nothing. And if anyone else out there is like, I mean, every other wide receiver is d- dancing a jig right I to, know to it. this because you look and uh, you know how many thousand yard seasons uh, uh, Christian Kirk has. Zero. zero. Not a single <laughs> one. Zero. He doesn't have a thousand yard receiving season in his four years in the league. And he just got this type of money. I mean, I understand maybe people are looking at the situation he was in. Right, there sure. was always, yeah. he was always, a, the always third a bunch of people around, right? A lot of mouths to feed, et cetera, et cetera. But 
you are putting a lot of faith that he is an actual true number one when he's never shown it on the field. Like that's a that's a pretty big leap of faith for this guy. That would be uh, I think it'd be called desperation by a by a franchise that has won very little games. Come well, on. I mean, this very next I mean, the next bullet point here is got to have this guy like jumping okay. up and down. So the, so Jarvis Landry released outright by the Browns. Yeah, he's got to be jumping up and down to this. I mean, he's not going to get that type of money. He's older and, you know, all this stuff like that. But, I mean, he's going to get more than he thought he was going to get because this, this is like reshaped kind of what a, what this wide receiver market is looking like. We knew it was kind of thin anyway, but, boy, like to give that to Kirk, I mean, Jarvis Landry is going to make another 2 or $3 million a year than he probably thought he was going to. I mean, I wish I understood NFL economics. I don't. I don't get it. I, I, I thought. The, I thought the Amari Cooper trade was a little like weird too, as far as light on the, the lighter side you. of things. The, the things. The things that you get like. I mean, the things that you get for like a ball of bags, right? Players like Amari Cooper to the Browns, and then Washington sending all that for Carson Wentz. Like, I just don't understand yeah, anything. Me either. Really? And a Christian Kirk well, pops. I mean, I have a feeling. I mean, the Cooper stuff was half of like it was just not him getting along with the Cowboys, right? So they were get, wanted to get him out of there anyways. But still, like Gil, it seems like they they gave him up for almost nothing. It wow. felt like. It, just don't understand. And the, the thing about Landry too, man, is is he is in such a great position getting released outright like this to go in and basically kind of choose where he thinks he has a chance to to fit in and win the best. Right. You know, I mean, like any team. Most of the teams, there are 20 different teams out there right now that could use a chain mover like Jarvis Landry. I mean, he's the guy that just, he goes and runs a yard past the stick, and he's going to catch it if you throw it anywhere in his vicinity. One more NFL note, Dolphins and Chase Edmonds, speaking of former Cardinals, they reached an agreement, two-year, $12.6 million deal that included a $6.1 million guarantee. That's per Drew Rosenhaus, his agent. So he is headed to Miami, is Chase Edmonds. We'll come back, some baseball notes, and some prop watch in the NBA. It's VEASAN's primetime action from the South Pole. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. 
I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Look your best and draft your best with the Just for Men March Basketball Series. Draft a winning lineup in two free-to-play contests or you're shot at a share of $10,000 in total prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash JFM. That's Just for Men. Now to join the action. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Guys, we didn't even scratch the surface of NFL moves today. J.C. Jackson agreeing to a five-year, $82.5 million deal, leaving the Patriots to go to the Chargers. So the Chargers on the heels of picking up Khalil Mack now on defense to pair with Joey Bosa on the line, J.C. Jackson now yeah, in their secondary. That's huge. That's how you respond to Russell Wilson. I mean, and and them knowing that, listen, the one Achilles heel for that team was the defense last year. And, yeah, I mean, it was specific with the run defense. But, listen, you can if you shore up the pass defense, you can do a little bit more to try and prevent the run as well. And so, yeah, I mean, it was just a, just an awesome, awesome move from them. And, and, you know, we're, we're in a division now that is super interesting, super interesting. Uh, You mentioned this to us. We didn't even, Kelly and I didn't even know this. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Going to sign with the Miami Dolphins on a one year deal. That's according to Tom Pelissero at the NFL network to be Tua's understudy. What do you think about that? You know, I guess maybe he realizes his, this has to be one of those I realize my best days are behind me signings, right? Because there's no other exit. Because there's still teams out there who need quarterbacks. And right? going home. I mean, he's from Miami, so like it's a yeah. I think I think you're he's right, Matt. Home. I think it's going home and let's just let's chill on the beach and be a backup quarterback. Make five mil, whatever you know, whatever. Make five million to never play. I mean, yeah, that's that's got to be the life because it's one of those. I mean, the. The Colts don't have a quarterback, you know. Like, they're, like they're still there. There are teams that don't have quarterbacks. Do you predict? Do you guys predict that we will be saying we won't mention Teddy Bridgewater's name at all next year when it comes to the Dolphins, or we'll be doing the same thing we did with Jacoby Brissett last year when we're like, I don't see a difference between these two. They should put him on the field. Pretty much. Yeah, I feel like we're going to be saying that. Pretty much. By the way, it just feels like the Colts are going to end up with Jimmy G, right? Isn't that the obvious thing now that's going to happen? Isn't they, yeah. don't they have like the last empty chair? It, it is funny how it feels like yeah. it feels like freaking musical chairs totally. really does. Uh, it's like, oh, you're stuck with him. Sorry. <laughs> we mentioned uh, the Jaguars earlier. They also, this is a huge sign, and they pick up uh, Washington, former Washington football teamer Brandon Scherf, who was a first-team uh, all-pro guard just as uh, recently as two years yeah. ago. That's five, five of the last six years, yeah, yeah. For, for him. he That's a massive signing. Again, we, we've talked about these teams that for sure – we thought we're going to try to protect their young quarterbacks. We see that move right there from the Jags. The the, the Bengals, first thing they do today, go out, sign uh, Alex Kappa, four-year deal, $40 million, sign him away from the Bucs, uh, starter there for them. They also make another signing in, in the Patriots. He played center and guard for the for the Patriots, but, but Ted Karras, I mean, like, they are they're making moves, so that's two more guys to try and protect Burrow next year on top of probably adding one in the draft as well, so – it's, it's pretty cool kind of seeing these teams like this has been an awesome kind of free agency period already. And it's only a day in or in, in the trading period and all that. Cause we're seeing all these teams that had these glaring holes and it's like, we're going to fix these holes. And we're like, we've seen them. all these teams go in and, and, and try to do that. And uh, it's, it, it's running concurrent with baseball free agency, which makes it just yeah. awesome for, to inform all your futures bets here. Finally in the NFL Packers, uh, they do sign Preston Smith to a four year, $52.5 million extension. But 
And this is where it gets to re-signing Aaron Rodgers, re-signing Preston Smith. Somebody was going to be lost in the shuffle, and that would be Zadarius Smith. And that is a massive name hitting the market now. Yeah. I mean, he is going to demand some some big, big bucks. So. And, you're, and you were saying Devontae Adams is saying, I'm not playing under the franchise tag? He, 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 he's at least trying to mm. still leverage into a long, longer-term big-money deal we'll with him. In saying that, we've heard that. these guys say they won't. You. I don't believe you. <laughs> I Listen. believe you want to play with Aaron Rodgers right. as, as soon as possible. We've heard these guys say, I'm not yeah. going to play on the franchise tag just to Ooh. see if they get a better, longer-term deal offer and then it comes time to it and then they're like that's still a lot of money. I mean the yeah. numbers no, got shifted in the right direction for him today right with Christian Kirk signing that contract because now he jumps up in the top five so that average should be even higher now so what you complain about, I still can't Dante? get over the Christian Kirk Me either. and then Gronk how have you not signed yet like well, I, I thought this, seven minutes after we got Brady news yesterday we were gonna get Gronk today. doesn't this explain though the, the news about Gronk still training in the Buccaneers uh, facilities yeah. like oh now that makes sense yeah he's like yeah Tom you take two months off I, I need to stay in the gym or Tom was just whispering to him the whole time <laughs> I'm just trying to force a trade to San Francisco yeah. I'll be right back uh, a couple of few baseball notes Fernando Tatis jr turns out he fractured his wrist this summer or this winter we didn't know uh, during the offseason, A.J. Preller said that uh, he's headed for surgery that come with a recovery time of up to three months. Atlanta and Oakland, an agreement on a trade that will send star first baseman Matt Olson to the Braves. Uh, sources, uh, sources familiar with the deal tell ESPN, which meant the writing was on the wall for Freddie Freeman, who already had one foot out the door. Freddie Freeman looked like he was going to the Dodgers. Turns out he's going to the Blue Jays. And that would move Vlad Guerrero to third base. So there you go. I, uh, Huge things in baseball today. Yeah, I put in a home run leader bet on Olsen, actually. Oh, um, did you do, know? Do, yeah, I mean, this guy at 39, he played in Oakland last year. So any literally going oh. and playing anywhere else is yeah. better. Like yeah. literally playing anywhere else is better, and he's going to have a better lineup around him as well. Got a sweet swing, that guy. Yeah, but he's going to have a better lineup around him in Atlanta as well. All right, it's time. NBA prop watch. All right, battle of the two MVP candidates tonight with the Denver Nuget and the Philadelphia 76ers. Here are your prop watch in terms of points, rebounds, and assisted PRA. Three-pointers made. Joel Embiid, 31.5 on the points, 10.5 on the boards. And then there's Nikola Jokic, 25.5 points, 12.5 boards, 8.5 assists. That's where his numbers are set. James Harden, 21.5, 7.5, 9.5. You see the rest. What do you do? Yeah, I have Jokic PRA at 50.25, which is not, I don't think, when you get that high, it's a little tough when the edge is not very much because, I mean, he has a, this is one of those deals, and we don't expect this in these games, but hey, this is one of those where any sort of little tiny bit of foul trouble, any sort of, you know, blowout on either side, any sort of anything, like getting to a number as high as 46.5 on a PRA is is really, really high. And so only getting a, a couple of an edge there for me, I, I wouldn't pull the trigger on it. That being said, if you think that this is going to be a close competitive game the whole way and, and Jokic can keep himself out of foul trouble, I do see a slight edge in the over in PRA for him. Yeah, and two two guys that are not on this graphic that will be playing tonight just got cleared. They were questionable earlier. Aaron Gordon will be a go tonight for the Nuggets, and Danny Green will play for the 76ers. So they didn't have prop numbers up on those guys uh, when we built this graphic, but that will adjust some of this stuff. I actually liked the the Jeff Green over PRA if, uh, if, if Gordon wasn't going to go, but he is going to go. So I would avoid that now. The one, I mean... 
James Harden has not been shooting the ball well so the, these past few games. So that 21 and a half, if anybody's surprised by it, it's uh, it's simply just because he has not been shooting well the past few games. Now, still getting shots up, Matt. So it's one of those, like, it's it just feels like it's a number that's dropping a little too far for me. But I, I, I'm not I pulling the trigger on it tonight. But I, there's only way I would play that is over. Um the way that Jokic has been playing right now, I know your numbers have it a little over. There's no way I could play under anything on him. Yeah. It's 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 going to be an exciting game to watch. I will say the Tobias Harris. If anybody watched that game yesterday, watched the past couple games, he struggled mightily when he first joined the 76ers team. Just just kind of the odd man out of trying to get who they were going to get shots to, and it ended up kind of being him. Maxi was still getting the shots with James Harden coming in there. Tobias Harris was really not really not even getting up that many shots early on, but he's Last couple games, he's picked it up a lot. And yesterday, I was able to watch them that game. Really felt like they were forcing it to him. Like, they don't want to get let him get lost in the rotation. So, I, if anything, I would be leaning over that point prop for him. I think that's going to continue until you, until you see this lineup kind of balance how they're going to get the scoring. We heard that report, uh, you know, as soon as uh, – uh, they brought Harden in. Uh, we heard, you know, we heard from Doc Rivers that he really wanted to have two of those four guys on the court at all times between Embiid, Harden, Maxi, uh, and Tobias Harris. So Tobias Harris was the one guy who really had been slacking at the beginning, but they're feeding him the ball now. So I would lean the over there. It's not one I played, but uh, I do I do lean the over on him. And um, I, I know you don't want to play an under on Embiid as awesome as he's been. But, I mean, look, 31, 31 and a half points. He's got to get to 32 points tonight. Like, it's a lot. I, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a whole lot of points. And, again, like I said, there's there are little tiny factors. I mean, you know, Jokic is going to draw some fouls tonight. Like, whatever, like, yep. it, like you know, having to spend any additional time on the bench due to some any sort of foul stuff, any sort of whatever. I mean, like, there's there's there are things to get to that – that could prevent you from getting the 32 points other than him even having a bad shooting. I think there's that, Matt. And then, like, the one thing that, you know, like, the one thing I constantly brought up on this show that I was surprised was just that Nets, Nets 76ers trade was even that was even, that Drummond was sent to Brooklyn just because he's a big enough body to give Embiid at least some problems. Mm-hmm. And you have that in Denver now with them bringing in Cousins as yep. well. You've got Cousins to back up Jokic. So even if Jokic and Embiid kind of put each other in that position, Matt, you're right. Like, it's even if Embiid kind of sends Jokic to the bench, yeah. then he's got to deal with with Cousins. No, he's not the greatest defender on the planet, mm. but just a big man in the way. Yeah. It allows, you know, not it prevents Embiid from he getting to the body basket up as Boogie he's. is the thing. Like, yes. like, yeah, Boogie, he can take him the hole or something like that, but like, yeah, I mean, he ain't bodying up Boogie. Yeah. One thing Boogie still got is girth. Right, exactly. Like, he still got yeah. girth. They got girth. Exactly. Didn't, think we'd say, didn't think we'd say that line tonight. <laughs> this is the night where Nikola Jokic announces himself to the Eastern Seaboard of the United States that Let's he is it. truly the NBA's MVP. We all have bets on him, right? We, uh, I do not. Oh, I Never got one in. Never got one in. Coming back, Christy Andrews runs the sportsbook behind us here at the South Point next. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts. That includes Wes Reynolds, Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Eumanns, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They have insights on every key team conference and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19 United States dollars. 
Oh, boy. That's 19 United States I didn't dollars. know where this read was going. Oh, that man, come on, Matt. You take one week off. One week off. You're just a disaster now. Jeez. This is, this, is, this is not even. What's it worth in CLV? Do what? What's it worth in CLV? It's 2436 Canadian. Oh, okay. is what it is. There you 2436 go. Canadian. Beeson.com slash madness. It's uh, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. And ladies and gentlemen, on the show, in studio, the man who runs the sports book behind us here at the South Point Hotel, it's uh, author of the New York Times bestseller, Then One Year. Chris Andrews. How you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, you're standing. For I'm this standing. One. This chair keeps sinking. Oh, yeah. We couldn't be that I need to lose a pound or two. I'm sure oh, that's not it. But it's unfortunate. The chairs are only 20 years old in here somehow. Yeah. Sorry about that. We that's feel bad. Okay. All right. So two things we want to talk about. Sure. The first of which is Tom Brady um, unretiring during Selection Sunday, by the way. Right. He had to let his teammates like Ryan Jensen know, hey, I'm coming back in case you... Uh, he let somebody else know, too, somewhere along the line. But we'll, <laughs> so let's get to that. There we're going, yeah. So someone walks in here on Thursday. He unretires yeah. three days after that. Right. Someone walked in here on Thursday and said, hmm, the Bucks at 50-1 to 1 win the Super Bowl? Give yeah. me some of that. Yeah. And I'll ask you the same thing I asked you this morning. Was your first reaction, eh, what a schmuck. No, no. My action, my first reaction was, um, this guy's making a decent-sized bet. He's taking a chance that Brady might come back, which we knew he you know, very well could come back. Um, I had a pretty good price on him. And, uh, you know, but we're, we, try to, we try to have good prices. I mean, I try to keep that margin as slim as possible. And uh, so I bet it. We took the bet, you know, 50 to 1, moved it to 30. And I uh, thought, yeah, okay, we'll see what happens. Comes back a little later, made a small bet. I think five or six hundred bucks at thirty to one. Still a bet, you know, and still kind of a high price. Slow, said, eh. slow playing you. Yeah, what yeah. the hell? Let's go to twenty-five. Go to twenty-five. Comes in a little later, makes another decent sized bet. So now I went to fifteen to one. Now I'm thinking, boy, this guy might know something. And then when I was announced yesterday. I think I went to eight to one. Then I said, "Ah, the hell with that." I went to four to one, and then I said, eh, "Cooler heads prevail." I'm, I'm at six to one, so a, a decent price for like if they were a legitimate favorite to win the the NFC and then even win the Super Bowl. I think you know six to one, and me, I think if anybody bets at six to one, it's not really a bargain. It's not. I'm not robbing them. You know, six to one is a price for. And yeah. you know, the NFC looks like it might be a little bit soft. I'm not sure Green Bay is going to be as good as they have been. Uh, the Rams maybe not quite as good as they were last year. Uh, you know, so a little bit soft on the uh, NFC side. Chris, when you put up those numbers, do you guys sit around and look at the teams from a free agent standpoint as well and say, like, who's likely to return, who's likely to leave, who's all that, so that you can kind of come up with a price? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, you know, like I said, in the, in the day and age of the salary cap, I mean, that's always something uh, to be considered. You know, I mentioned Green Bay. I mean, if they're going to spend this money on Rodgers, mm-hmm. you're going to have a roster yeah. full of rookies mm-hmm. and first- and second-year players who – you know, aren't so established, and that's that's you know, therein lies the rub, I guess. You know, for having these high-priced quarterbacks, I think the Rams did a great job this last year, and you know, famously, a lot of teams have made a great Super Bowl run with uh, quarterbacks on their rookie contract, and uh, you know, that's not going to be the case with Green Bay. Kind of is the case with Brady, and as much you know. I say I love or hate Brady, but over the years he's taken less money to to get mm, themselves yes. yeah. a good roster, and uh, I think I, you know that certainly played out well for him. It you really know? has absolutely. You know, yeah. I don't know that 
other quarterbacks would have done the same or could have uh, capitalized the same. But it's most certainly worked out very well for Tom Brady. He was playing the long game. And for those who are listening, we should point this out. For those who are listening, you're like, ah, he got nailed at 50 to 1. He got nailed at 30 to 1. You would say to them, uh, Hey, look, I got 11 months for, to, to worry about this. <laughs> I've heard from some guys. It's, you know, yeah. listen, I, I have a pretty good idea of what our handle is going to be this year. You know, like for the future book, we'll be fine. And uh, we were laughing today. If they're in the Super Bowl by next year, there's a decent chance I'll be rooting for Tampa Bay come, soon, come Super Bowl. That's just the way it works. We take the bets. Guy got a good bet. Like I said, at least I did not buy that football for five hundred eighteen thousand. So I was not. I didn't go there. What do you mean? It's his last touchdown. It's his last touchdown. Probably yeah. not. Say this on March the fourteenth. You have nothing to worry about. They're not winning the Super Bowl. There it is. Yeah. Done. There it is. Okay, Matt. They're not uh, winning the Super Bowl. I'm not happy. Okay. Listen, Nothing to worry about. Mark it it's down. not like they're minus a dollar fifty or anything. I mean, still, <laughs> uh, you know, you still get a price on them. Um, okay. Let's go to. Let's talk about selection Sunday. Okay. The the. Selection comes out, CBS and ESPN are announcing it simultaneously, mm-hmm. and you're back there with Vinny, with Richie Bachelary, with Jimmy Vaccaro, and you guys already have your power rankings, yeah. and so as soon as, the, as soon as the matchups come out, you guys kibitz, you talk to each other, and you compare and contrast. Yeah. Give us a game or two where you guys were the most uh, sort of variant on in terms of your numbers. Ooh, yeah, well, we've had, we had quite a few. Um... Well, let me find one. Uh, here's one. Providence. Uh, Vinny made Providence four. Richie made South Dakota State one. Jeez. And I made Providence three. So we wound up, last I looked, I think we're at two with the game. So we wound up kind of a little bit of an equilibrium there. But that, that really is all, always the, um, you know, the discussion. You know, where, first of all, what's the right number now? Where, where's it going to go? Who's going to bet what? You know, so... Um, you know, that was one that we were a little bit off on. UCLA was one, you know, I was probably the most, off, no doubt. Uh, Richie made it 13, Vinny made it 16, I made UCLA 20. Uh, we're down to 14 with that, so a lot of money showed on Akron. I think UCLA's playing some great ball right now, so I, I really kind of had a leaning towards, uh, towards UCLA on that one. Uh, so that, you know, we had some discussion there, and we came down to Richie's number, really. Uh, I'll give you another one. Davidson and Michigan State. Uh, I made it pick them. Uh, Vinny made Michigan State three and a half. Richie made Michigan State one. We're at one and a half, so we kind of – you know, came sort of towards the middle. And, you know, and that's a game we opened one and a half, and we're still at one and a half. So we got a lot of great two-way action. A lot of times when you're first up on something like this, you know, at a lot of, they're guessing as well as, as much as we are where these numbers are going to wind up. And you got, you know, value hunters and the arbitrageurs. There wasn't much to arb last night, really, unless you're really quick on the trigger, which a couple guys were, no doubt about it. Uh, but uh, but I like being first in that situation. You know, it's, uh, it, you know, it's sort it's of a, a tradition around here. It's a tradition. We've been doing it here for, you know, really for like five. I know we missed a year or two with all the other crap that happened. But uh, but it's worked out really well for us. Great, we've done good action, and you know we win and lose like anybody else, you know. But it's it's been very good for us. Chris, you guys probably have, I would say, and I think you'd probably agree to this, a, a little bit more of a sophisticated betting clientele than maybe some of the other people up and down, up and down the strip. Is there any is there any team though that 
they still run to bet as soon as the number's posted just because they can't get enough of that certain team because we know, you know, the, the Blue Bloods and everything, you know, everyone wants to bet, you know, Kentucky and Duke and things like that or whatever, or hate on Duke and bet against them because yeah. they hate them. But is there, any, is there any team they just still run to the window to get no matter what? Well, I, you know, we, we do get a lot on uh, Arizona as a team. Uh, yeah. that, uh, regional. Kind of yeah, regional I think it's a regional. Plus, yeah. I mean, they're really, really they're good, really by good. the way. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like anybody's uh, throwing away their money by betting on Arizona. But when we see some of them. I mean, BYU isn't in the tournament this year. But we always get – there's a, a lot of BYU grads in this town, a lot of BYU fans. Uh, they're another team that attracts a lot of money. Uh, other than that, I would say, you know, probably no, not mm-hmm. not that much. Yeah. I'm sure if Nevada or UNLV were uh, in the hunt, we'd probably get some <laughs> there. And, uh, you know, but that hasn't been the case for a while. Uh, we just talked about how you have 11 months to deal with the Bucks futures um, that this gentleman uh, bet on Thursday at 51, 31, 25 to 1. College basketball, is there a team, if they win at all, where you guys take a hit on? Are there teams you're rooting against? Right now, it's really down to Arizona. That's it. Uh, and it was, you know, we've been trying to chop it down for a while. Uh, we were in really bad shape with them. Now we're in, you know, you know, I'd say bad shape, but not terrible. You know, but we have a lot of Arizona money. Uh, don't forget also, we have two two spots down at the Arizona border in Mesquite. And I get a lot of Arizona customers down there. And uh, so they – and like I said, it's not – it wasn't some foolish bet that they made. They bet on a really good team. And yeah. I think – I want to th- – I opened them maybe like 30 to 1 or something like that, you know, and, uh, you know, if w- – Obviously didn't know they were going to be quite this good, but, you know, we've had money continuously on Arizona, and I, and I can see why they would. Okay. Chrissy, we appreciate it. Twice in one day. Is that it? I'm That's done? It. That's it. Well, right. You can only stand for so long. Short and <laughs> we don't want to. We don't I'm not that old decrepit no, yet. I, I mean, just as an imposition to you, we feel bad about it. Thank you. We appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. The great Chris Anders, author of, author of the book, Then Another Year. Year. Then one year. What do I keep? Why do I keep doing that? It was then one day. <laughs> then it was then one year. The next one in the future will be then another day. Then another day. That's there. It. Thanks for the promo for a couple years in advance. Okay. This is what I do. This is what I do. Saved by me. Coming back. College basketball futures. From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment. Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Play free hoops for a share of $20,000 this March with the March Hoop Series presented by Five Hour Energy. Fire up your lineups in four free to play contests and compete for your share of $5,000 per contest. Head to DraftKings.com slash Five Hour Energy now to join the action. Five Hour Energy. Fire up your lineup. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, Matt back in the fold. Good to have you back, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Selection Sunday yesterday while you were gone. And uh, we have odds to win it all and to make the final four, courtesy of DraftKings. And you will see a whole bunch of props proliferate as the week goes on. All kinds of creative props that we will talk about. But just straight up to win the tournament, Gonzaga, no surprise. That the uh, Zags are three to one to win it. Arizona, who we were just talking about last segment with Christy, plus six fifty. Kentucky, eight to one. Kansas, plus eight fifty. Baylor, the fourth number one seed, is twelve to one. So is Auburn. Now, the, to make the Final Four is very interesting too, because as is always asked, although they didn't really do this on the CBS or ESPN selection shows yesterday, they always ask like, "What do you think the toughest the toughest region is? What do you think the easiest region is?" Well. I think the consensus, and I don't want to like pin it on one region, but generally speaking, the South, which is Arizona's region, and the Midwest, which is Kansas's region, were deemed the easier of the four. Whereas the other two, Gonzaga's, the West, and Baylor's East, were deemed the hardest. So when you're looking at the Final Four, Gonzaga to make the Final Four at minus 160 uh, is, is a little dicey there. Arizona, on the other hand, to make the Final Four at plus 150 seems like a much more favorable bet, as does Kansas at plus 160. Now, does the math work out? No, on a game-by-game basis. But if we're looking just at this market, and if you're forced to bet this market, which you're not, by the way, but if you were, I would, I would think those bets are better, are the best of the bunch in terms of the Final Fours. Do you feel like there's a truly good team in this in this whole thing. Um, the the no, I think there's more teams that can win, that can legitimately win this than in most years, and yet when I do my championship formula thing, and maybe this does make sense, although it's kind of counterintuitive. There's only two teams that really qualify, and that's Baylor and UCLA of all teams right now, with teams like Gonzaga and Auburn and Kentucky sort of knocking at the door of the formula and can still play their, their way into it. But it's sort of a contradiction, right? Like there's tons of teams that could win it based on watching the season. Yeah. And maybe it's so watered down as a result that only two teams fall into this right now. 
So it's a little it, it's kind of a it's kind of a crapshoot. It's always a crapshoot, yeah. but maybe more crapshooty than ever before. It's just like you go in and you look and I mean, yeah, it was only a you know, only a seven point win, but then like, you know, Tennessee knocks off Kentucky. And then you've got like the, the Texas Tech that everyone was saying was uh the this kind of like you know, darling team, whatever. Kansas kind of handles them in the tournament. And then Duke gets beat down by Virginia Tech. And all of a sudden, you just start seeing all these teams that everyone's, at some point along the way, has been either a, a true sleeper or, oh, I think this team's definitely one of the favorites. And, all of a sudden, and then you just, and I know anything can happen in these tournaments and all but that, but that's the whole point, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. in these conference tournaments, they, that's the whole point when you get to the, the, the dance, right? Is it, anything could happen there too? And so I start to look at these things and I'm just kind of like, and then AM goes and, you know, beats the pants off of Arkansas. And it's, you know, it's just. The, the only the only things that, you know, you could quibble with with the selection committee, I think, was maybe you can quibble with AM not making the tournament since you bring them up. And Indiana having to play a first four game was kind of a surprise for everybody. Mm-hmm. Then there's also like seedings you can sort of quibble with, but generally, generally they got it right. Um, but I, I think everything you're saying is right. And that was the other thing. Those conference tournaments didn't seem to matter at all to the selection committee. Yeah. So they played an entire SEC tournament and it's like Tennessee still ended up. Exactly. Everything just fell into, yeah. <laughs> they, Iowa won the Big Ten tournament. They were a five seed before the Big Ten tournament. They win the Big Ten tournament and they end up as a five seed. Yeah. Still. So it's like that was the. I know some people say, ah, uh, yeah, that they've done that in years past. I don't remember it being quite like this, where the tournaments just didn't seem to matter. Well, at I was about all. to say, like it, it, it was, it was kind of like you get to calm. Don't send me angry tweets. I go. know whenever Here I say, whenever I say, what's the point in playing them? You get what I'm saying when I say this, but it's kind of like, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like, the perfect examples, like you said, like some of these teams where you see, like, okay, here's the projected. They go through, get deeper into the tournaments and or win these tournaments than most people projected, and then it comes out and it spits out the exact same number that it was for. Yeah. So for those teams, like, what's the point? What, what did what did we do? We played an extra game for no reason. I mean, the biggest one this year would have been would have been just Virginia Tech, right? Just winning the ACC, making because he probably wouldn't have made it otherwise. But I hear what you're saying. I hear yeah. what you're saying, man. I, you know, again, remember, and this is I sort of this is one of the things I always try to keep in mind this week. We are wrapped up in a, you know, we're sports betting networks. Everybody's talking about these these uh, round of 64 games and the first four games, ATS what the spread is, what the totals are, and Chrissy just came in here, how they release them, and that's great. But 90% of the public still just does brackets. Mm -hmm. And so we always have to keep that in mind. And so remember with your brackets, or if you're in a survivor pool, whatever it is, know if it's upset rewarded or not. That is the key to your entire bracket. If it's not upset rewarded, if it's simply, hey, you get two points if you win a round one game or if you correctly predict a round one game and it's four points in the round of 32, six points, eight points, whatever, so on and so on, regardless of who wins, that should sort of you know, make your handicap a little more pure and just go with what your conviction is. But if you are upset rewarded, meaning that if, let's say, a 13 seed beats a four, let's just take brackets and not survivor, I don't want to confuse it, but that would mean you'd get the whatever points you get for a correct answer in the first round, and you get the extra nine points, 13 minus four. You are incentivized to pick more upsets. By the way, this applies in the survivor pools as well, just in case for those who do play those things. And so when you look at these brackets, and just anecdotally now in 24 hours, some of the teams that are uh, you know live, let's say some of the double-digit seeds that anecdotally you're hearing a lot of people latch on to today and 
for I'm not I'm not endorsing it. I'm just saying this is this is pretty consensus on some of these. Colgate. Uh, a little bit. Davidson is a 10 over Michigan State, which, by the way, again, is also very closely lined. That's one. That's a 10-7. Um, some people like UAB as a 12 seed over Houston. Houston doesn't have all their players. A lot of people think UAB wins that outright yeah, as a I've 12 heard, seed. I've heard that one from a few people, too. Uh, Chattanooga, a 13 seed over Illinois, a 4 seed. A lot of people like Nuga, the Southern Conference Tournament champions. Um Michigan's favorite as an 11 seed over Colorado State is a 6 seed. That's already in the betting market. Remember, the seeds are just the seeds. The betting market is often the most accurate thing going. Um, you should use that always as a guide. Uh, Loyola Chicago, a 10 seed, is a favorite over number 7 Ohio State. Uh, I'm just going down these. Stop me if you guys uh, want to jump in on anything. But that, like that's a game kill. Like yeah. I don't know. I you know not the biggest college basketball guy. We all know that. What? But like that, <laughs> that's one of those what? games where I just think Ohio State over the course. I mean, this would be different if they're playing a five game series or seven game series. But what, like I know it's only one game, but still, you're telling me Ohio State doesn't have the talent too deep to like. I, I just don't expect them to get. Blown out by a team like Loyola well, Chicago, I and I know out. this is a good program. I know Loyola Chicago has been good the past few years, but last three times they've been in the tournament, they've gotten to the uh, they've gotten to the Sweet Sixteen, and um, they are number twenty four in Ken Palm, Loyola of Chicago. So they have, you know, they have the goods. There's, a, you know, look, South Dakota State. The, the most, con- the most sort of conv- the the most rampant one today. South Dakota State is a 13 seed over number four Providence, which, by the way, the, the spread on this has gotten all the way down to two in terms of uh, in favor of Providence. And I get the reasons why South Dakota State shoots a lot of threes. They make a lot of threes. They have the, the giant killer characteristics. Providence is the most lucky team in college basketball per Ken Palm. But I don't know, man. Just two points. Seems like that pendulum might have swung a lot. I, and another, just another kind of a bracket strategy type thing as you guys start to fill these deals out is, is – understanding the size of the contest that you're in because yes. if you're in if you're in one with just you know 10 12 buddies or whatever you have to be you don't, you don't have to be near as contrarian and you can play way more chalk and you'll actually be doing yourself a favor in those because they it doesn't matter how sharp your friends are and and, and especially if they're not very sharp everyone knows they're all going to be picking 12 seeds and they're all going to be picking 11 seeds and everyone loves to do that. And like, that's one of the things that you, that, that, that everyone loves to do every single year. And so you can actually be contrarian by going chalky and because you can just pick the five and you can just pick the six. And, and that's actually going to help you in a smaller field. Now you're going to have to get a little wacky, the bigger the pool gets or something like that. But you know, if you're just in it with a handful of people and then also understanding biases as well, right? So for example, for me, I'm in one with 20 of my buddies from LSU. Well, yep. I mean, you know, they're going to be SEC biased, right? Like they're bias going to huge. pick. They're, yep. they're going to pick SEC guys, right? I mean, they're going to pick SEC teams, and so just it's it's easy for me to go in and just right off the bat go against all of that yep. because that's that's going to help me, you know, from a game theory and leverage standpoint. So understanding the the, the size of your group and even the biases that might exist, or, or at least a couple of tips as well. The, region, the regional bias is one that doesn't get said enough. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Can't tell you how many pools I've been in where. Everyone just picks Maryland and Georgetown. By you know when they're in it. Tom Brady props next, and we'll update all the scores. Beeson's primetime action.